Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. No, dear, put those dishes back. We only use those when it's a special occasion or we have company. Well, what am I? Exactly. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Spack. Join me as we have a conversation on learning when it's time to do things like break the rules and other little discussions to help you mix it up. So sit back, relax, and join me on the flip as we talk about until it's time to break the rules. I'll see you soon. I got a question for you. Have you ever had to work with somebody or even had that friend that was really good about laying down the law and the rules. They would use things like always and they would, it would always seem to apply to you until they had to break the rule. And if you didn't have that kind of friend, well, I'm just going to help you out. That kind of friend, hmm. I grew out of mine and many people did. And I hate to say it, if you were that kind of person where you always trying to put the legalistic rules on everybody else except for yourself, still stick with me because there's some wisdom smacks in here for you too. All right. Now there is this running joke uh, that I hear from time to time when someone is trying to explain something or give the rules of a game or engagement or whatever it is. And they'll say things like, this is the rule until it isn't. And I always crack at it because it is so funny. And we live in this kind of uh, world where we do need boundaries and we, we need uh, rules, um, rules of engagement. We, we need those things. I, I'm, I'm going to be the first to say that, yes, we need contracts, all of that stuff. But then there does come a time when we have to break it, when we have to step out of it. And it's at those times that if we don't get it right, it can go really wrong for us. So in this time, actually, of um, the winter and uh, Saturn and um, the, the ruler of laws and boundaries and contracts and responsibility and all of that, I do want to give homage by acknowledging that, yes, rules are needed and appreciated, but then also knowing when we either need to break them or update them or change them is also beneficial because it's hard out here in these streets when you are trying to live under expectations that cannot possibly be met. 
And so join me and listen in as hopefully by the time we get through, you'll have some wisdom to help you relieve the pressure of trying to live under uh, rules and boundaries that possibly don't even fit you anymore. And we'll hopefully give you some diagnostic tools to be able to figure out what you need to do to change it up. Okay. So with that being said, thank you for letting me break that down. The first thing I want to do is um, the agenda that I have for today. I'm just going to tell you up front is that I want to look at some of the the machinery underneath the hood of what is going on usually in our lives when we need to come to this particular crossroads to know when it's time to change things. The next thing I want to do is I want to look at some examples uh, in everyday life um, with uh, regards to disruption. And then I want to look at the cycles and I'm going to bring back something that we've talked about before in in a previous podcast, uh, the concept of the pendulum swing. And then I'm gonna let you go. All right. So let's talk about it. So the first thing is, is we have to get to this point where we need to know when to change and when we can mix it up. And the reason why we want to have that information is first and foremost, you never want to get uh, into the prison of uh, tradition and ritual. Because if you get into the prison of tradition and ritual, you will be bound by the gods of order. And order is neither bad or good. Order is just what it is. And it is that constriction that keeps us within a certain bandwidth of something. All right. So now that we've talked about order, I want to build on that. And a lot of people have been taught this. Heck, I've been taught this, that the way to succeed and for people to thrive and not have total chaos and and anarchy is to have order. And guess what? They are correct because the opposite twin of order is chaos. Okay. But we're going to stick with order for just a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about chaos. Okay. All right. So with order, one of the um, elements of it that I fight with, and and when I say I fight with it, I'm going to just be honest, I struggle under it, (laughs) is that the rigidity of it. Once I get a schedule and I get within my rule set, I can get really rigid and staunch into that that groove of this is how it's done, this is your schedule, and this is what you have to do. And I will say that the more order you have is not necessarily better. There is a sweet spot for both order and chaos. And I'm going to (laughs) say that the sweet spot for order is really hard to pinpoint because you don't know that you you've overshot the sweet spot until the physical signs of it are starting to bear down on you. And those signs would be things like depression, overwhelm, uh, numbness, because you have uh, overshot all of your cortisol, you're stressed out, and you keep on taking more and more. See the thing with order. On top of that is the more orderly you are, the more efficient and effective you try to be. 
And with that, it seems like the more stuff is magnetized to you and you try to find more ways to expand your capacity to keep all the plates spinning and to be in order. Don't believe me? Let me ask you this. Think about a person, whether it's you or somebody else, where everyone depends on them to keep everything going. They are the hand everybody fans with. They are the linchpin, the rock. They are the North Star, if you will. They are the people that, oh, this didn't get done? Well, just give it to them. This didn't get done? Talk to her. She'll make sure it gets done. This is what happens when you are orderly. Is it a bad thing? No, not until it is. You remember that joke? It's always good until it isn't. (laughs) And so that's a lot of times what happens with order. Think about how we have been taught over and over again that Keep things tidy. Keep them in order. Uh, Things run, a well-run engine is what gets things done. And just continue and continue and continue. And even, like I said, we were going to talk about just some of the things that occur in nature. Even nature knows that there is a time and a place for order and disorder. And that they work in tandem with each other to keep each other other going and to make sure that they strengthen each other. So I'm not going to talk about nature real quick. I'm just going to try my hand at, at technology. I hate to say it, but I abuse my computer. You see, when I'm on my browser, there is a tab. I, I There's not been a tab I have ever uh uh, didn't love, meaning that I'll have 50 billion tabs open. And it isn't until my system starts doing that weird thing of stalling and then saying this, this, uh, you know the drill, this program isn't responding. Uh, would you like to wait or <laughs> would you like to close it? Or it might say your system is out of memory, you know? So depending on if you're PC or Mac, you still get the the dreaded note. But it's like, I even say to myself, Michelle, why do you have to wait until your system says uncle? Why do you have to wait until your system says you shall not go any further? Why do you have to be the one that's constantly abusing your technology? And I try to do better. And you know what? I'm going to stop trying. There is no try. There is only do. Thank you, Yoda. <laughs> and I, I am, I'm actually, now that I'm talking to you right here in this moment, I'm going to start monitoring and giving myself a bandwidth of tabs that I'm going to have open. Now, you might say, you hypocrite, you sit up here talking about order and you're trying to give yourself more rules and boundaries to be within. Possibly. But y'all... <laughs> Don't don't be like that. Let's 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 go back to to talking. I'm going to work on my tab management. But what I'm saying is this is that the more we have um order, the more we have effectiveness, we tend to add on to it. So while I'm telling, I'll tell some more on myself. I am a pack rat. Yes, I am. Especially when it comes to my purses or my luggage. I am what you would call an aggressive packer, an overly optimistic packer, whether it be a piece of luggage or it be my handbag. And when I was younger, I loved the large size handbags. 
Well, it got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm having shoulder issues. (laughs) Come to find out, it's not a good thing when you're constantly carrying around something with you that's uh, weighing anywhere from five to eight pounds every day, all day, namely a purse on one side. And so by uh, overuse of that, uh, the doctor that I saw at the time was like, you got to stop it or you're going to end up with arthritis, bursitis, or some kind of itis on that side. And it scared me enough. And when I say scared me, meaning it shocked me enough uh, to make a change. And so I shopped high and low and lo and behold, I found a wonderful luggage company that made a mini purse. You know the ones, they're cute. They're about the size of a cell phone, but they've got all of these little compartments and they hold your lipstick. Uh, They have something for a bottle of water on the side. You get my drift. Well, (laughs) I took it and I did really well with it for, I'm going to say possibly hmm, about a month where it was light. It was like I wasn't carrying anything and it was, and had a long strap on it where it would be a little messenger bag. And I'm going to tell you now, it looks like a little brick every time I look at it. I'm like, Michelle, must you, must you have 10 lipsticks in it? Just because it can hold it doesn't mean it should. And yes, I have those conversations with myself. And I will tell you, when I uh, get to the point where I'm like, okay, enough is enough. You, you, you're going to break the zipper because you can't zip it. I'll take some of my, my lipsticks out. And do you realize, y'all, that because it is so efficient and effective, I'll see, you know, the little dimples of, uh, of materials. Like, I could put another lipstick back in. And yes, I do usually end up putting at least one back in. Um, I know that this is my neuroses, but I'm being honest and letting you guys know that there is a way to know when there's time when it's time to change. And so because of that, I have and it's not a rule. <laughs> it's just an awareness that I want to mix things up. And the, I'm going to tell you the reason why it came about with that purse is because with all of its orderly effectiveness, I kept pushing the boundaries and pushing the boundaries until, guess what? It was too full. I had my purse out and about with me and I ended up losing. Yes, I think it was like, a, not think, it was a pair of earbuds that I really liked. But I lost them because I stuck them in. I mean, just one little crevice and I stuck it in there and it, it, it wasn't one of the areas that was zipped. It was just on the side, you know, one of those extension sides and some kind of way I misplaced it. And there you go. I was like, are you kidding me? And I couldn't be upset uh, with anyone but myself because I knew I was testing the limits of order. And that's what happens when we continue to go by, well, it can have this and it's used this way. And what we end up doing is we keep on having these additions. We keep adding on to and on to order until order breaks. And what happens is, is we are thrust into chaos. Now, I do want to say this because I'm getting ready to move over to chaos. Chaos doesn't have to wait until it's invited. So just know that you cannot predict when chaos will show up. You just cannot. Because there are going to be times when maybe your orderliness is not taxed and chaos will still show up. But for the sake of my nice little orderly, you see how I'm addicted to it, um, my orderly little podcast um, 
scenario, I'm going to talk about it for when it's invited and it shows up. Okay. (laughs) So with chaos, chaos, I used to have a big problem with it until I realized that we are children of chaos because change is all there is. And that's chaos. Change is really all there is. And that just like the uh, coming of the cycles, there is the coming of chaos. And chaos is like that seasoning, that that pungent seasoning, whether it be uh, um, salt or pepper. It is, you know when it's there and you know when it's not, and usually a little bit will do you. And so I started to learn to embrace it, especially when I uh, started dabbling with understanding a little bit of uh, chaos theory and quantum physics and the beauty of it, because chaos is also destruction. Yes. And because of that destruction, what I found was that we have these beautiful symbols of chaos uh, incorporated in the in the symbol of the phoenix, you know, the, the great bird, the great fiery one that is born out of the ashes of destruction. And this is what I also had to embrace. Uh, When I moved from working for someone in a very orderly fashion, a very logical skill set that I would use every day, and I decided to start writing and, and doing more creative work, I moved into the realm of, yes, chaos. Because where order is about logic and rules and production, chaos is about creativity, destruction, new birth, fire. And whenever you deem to do anything that hasn't been done before, you must go into the courts of chaos, of the god of chaos and goddess, god or goddess, whatever you want to call it. And you must make peace with chaos, because that is how things come to be. And so I was looking at that because I, and and if you listen to the A part, I think you did to get here, but um, that was a reenactment that I had that was so funny um, about one time when I went home and it wasn't my grandmother. I think it was like one of my, well, I know who it is. It was family relative. And I went to pull some dishes down for dinner and she politely told me that, um, no, babe, no, baby, we, we don't use those. It's just us. And I'm like, well, what? you know, she's like, that's for special occasions. I'm like, what am I? And it got me to thinking, I was like, she's so regimented. She hasn't used these dishes in forever. And at the time I was home from college and decided to go and spend a weekend with her. And I'm like, well, when are you going to use these? You know? And, um, I almost said her, the nickname we have for her, but it was just amazing to me how she was so stuck into this order. And I, uh, at the time I was like, I'm all of that. I am your special niece, you know, come to visit and all of this. And she didn't care, (laughs) but I was like, "Mm -hmm." but let it be something that, you know, you want to use them for, you break out of that. And I just remember that uh, when I was uh, looking at the wisdom smacks that I'm, I'm sharing with you today about these rules and these always and nevers and these absolutes that you have to have that little clause of until because order works 
until chaos shows up. And chaos reigns until order shows up. And so they go hand in hand. So I'm going to talk real quickly about cyclic pressures and tensions and a few other things. And then, like I said, I'm going to let you go. And so with order and chaos, as you can see, they are um, on the same coin, different faces, you know, and so they go in cycles, you go into and out of them. And you can actually use these to your benefit when you're trying to live your life, uh, improve the, uh, your quality of life and those types of things. And that is to kind of prepare for each one of them. And the way you prepare for them is understanding that you can use the sensation or the appearance of the knowledge of pressures and tensions to be a good indicator that it is time to prepare or to move to the other side of the coin. And I've talked about this uh, in a, a some previous podcasts a little while ago about the pendulum swing and understanding how you, if you kind of get a sense and a knowledge of what you're trying to do, you can control how far the pendulum swings between the two sides so that it won't totally disrupt your life. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit right now. So stick with me, okay? So when you start feeling pressures and tensions, so let's talk about order. I've already alluded to it. When you are, uh, you have too much order and you are pushing the abilities of the orderly system that you're living within, you will start to feel overwhelmed. You'll start to feel pressure, like the weight of the world is on you. You will start to have numbness and stress, um, awareness of your stress. You'll start to have thoughts like, I don't know how much long I can keep this up. You know, those are going to be indicators that you are overstressing your ordered system. When you start to realize that these are in effect, it is time to get ready for chaos. Now, this is where the always until comes because you can manage the until, not all of it, but most of it. And what you can do is you can appeal to and usher in chaos yourself so that it doesn't come and totally destroy or wreck the ordered system that you're used to and accustomed to. And you might say, well, how do you do that? (laughs) Glad you asked. And if you didn't, you should have been asking. And that is by doing this, bringing in the new or the inverse and uh allowing it to run through your system to increase the tensions and increase the stressors uh, in a managed way, okay? Let me say that again. What you can do when you are, say for instance, you are totally, you got an ordered system, but you're starting to get the signs that it's too much and you know if you don't get a handle on it, it's going to totally break. So you want to have managed chaos. And what you can do is introduce the new. And to introduce the new, this is going to be part of that pendulum swing. You want to introduce the new in as much as you can a controlled way. So let's give you a for instance. Say for instance, you have a morning routine to make sure that you and everybody else gets out of the house on time in the mornings, right? 
And of late, it's been getting harder and harder because people are tired. Um, it has this routine every day has become a drudgery. You're having to use more time trying to get yourself out of bed, get everybody else out of bed, keep people on the schedule. And it's only you. Nobody's trying to help you. Everybody is starting to fight against you. What you can then do is when you start to sense the pressures and the tensions and the, I don't know how long we can do this, you know, I feel like I'm giving out of steam, you know, uncle, that kind of thing, introduce something new that's controlled. And that means that, yes, you can change up the order of your system. So say, for instance, instead of everybody using a certain uh, bathroom in the mornings to, to get ready, somebody uses a different one or you change out or somebody has to do something at night that is not necessary to be done in the morning, like grooming, um, combing, you know, well, little kids, you know, trying to get them um, groomed and things, especially little girls, you know, combing their hair at night possibly and putting a little bonnet on them so you you can only just have to do touch-ups instead of the whole thing in the morning. Just different little things and ideas to help you introduce a controlled new. And by doing that, when chaos ensues and your new plan does not work because it's not going to, and you expect that because anything new, you have no sense of how it's going to act when you introduce it into an established system. And I will say this, the rules of newness with regard to systems and the dynamics of systems and even the dynamics of people groups is that everything gets reset back to zero or the beginning and the new acts in whatever way it wants to. And thus you are at the mercy of it until it works its way through the system. And that's why you want to be able to control the new. Because if you can control the new, you can be like, well, that one didn't work. We'll try another one the next day. And the reason why I'm saying to work with chaos, you know, work with that until, be okay with it and embrace it as much as you're willing to embrace the order, embrace the chaos. You know, there might be another situation where you say, okay, I'm going to introduce the new and you're like, everybody, you're on your own. You know, and instead of trying to continue to control the order of the system, you let chaos run amok so that you can show people or impress on them why they need to re-embrace your order. Have, has there ever been a time when when you were like, maybe you're the the person that keeps everything going, you're the linchpin, the North Star, and you say, everybody fend for yourself. And once they floundered enough, it's enough of a change for them to get back in line and follow the system. You see, this is how you use that until it's time to break the rules kind of thing. Because chaos is going to come and uh, whether you want it to or not, you might as well make friends with it and use it to your advantage. And even when you do it that way, it's still going to bring some things that you didn't bargain for. But because you're not pretending that it never existed and that it won't happen, you'll be better able to handle it when it does, when it's time to break the rules. Because this is uh, the part that 
we don't want to think about when we think about how good we are at something. We always want to say that our system or our lives are well-oiled and well-run. And that's just not the truth. There are times, there are seasons, and there are reasons for when it seems like things run amok, they are out of order, out of sorts, and all hell is breaking loose. And that is because it is time for chaos. Remember earlier when I said sometimes chaos comes before the orderly system has been totally taxed? Yeah, it's those times too. And when you have those times, I want in the last few minutes that we have, I want to just give you some tips that we can use from disruptive technologies. So what do technology, what does technology have to do for when chaos comes into our life and we weren't expecting it? There is this concept of disruptive technologies. And with disruptive technologies, what they are are they are technologies that come and um, retire, if you will, previous technologies. And I'm using these because we can learn from them. Because when chaos comes in, it wasn't expected and it totally turns your life around. That's what's happening. You're having a new disruptive incidents come and retire your previous ordered life. Nothing is the same. Some people even talk about it with regards to major events in their lives, whether it's marriage, divorce, uh, graduation, um, hirings, firings, uh, all of the different major upheavals that happen in your life, they tend to resemble this energy. So let's talk a little bit about this disruptive technology. So the thing that we can learn from with regards to disruptive technology is that we can see that it is the manifestation of divergent thinking. Now, that's not a big word. All it means is is that divergent thinking is when um, a lot of different traditionally non-associated ideas and thoughts came together, made nice, and produced something new that was totally different than what was in existence. And so chaos can also bring, uh, chaos can have order in it. Um, Chaos can be a new software system that the company is changing over to at the beginning of the new year that's not tested and throws everybody's computers offline. Chaos can also be uh, things that look like there is no form or or rhyme or reason to them as to why they're happening. But once the dust has settled, you look around and now you're the better for it. You uh, have learned new skills. You have gained new experiences. Your database of experience, knowledge, and wisdom has exploded. And it's all because of this disruptive occurrence. And that's what we learn from these disruptive technologies that have come in to our world. Uh, I've talked about them on other podcasts like um, what Netflix did to Blockbuster and to the uh, DVD um, industries. And we could go on and on about about those, the e-cigarette to the cigarette, Um, on and on different technologies that are disruptive. If you want to Google them, and it's fascinating reading. But for the sake of what I wanted to talk to you today about until it's time to break the rules, I want you to understand that If you've got chaos in your life, you can bring order to it. And if you have order in your life, be ready for chaos because they work hand in hand. And you can know 
that you can lessen the blow by being able to spot when chaos is afoot and how to know that it's a cycle and that you can work with it. So guess what? My time is up. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.